From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parman and McCrady, Clark Ford Studio this morning. Coming uh, to you, J.G. Tate, publisher of AuburnSports.com, will uh, we'll join here in about 25 minutes, something like that, in the uh, second segment of the show. Auburn and Ole Miss basketball tonight from the Plains, from Auburn Arena. We'll discuss uh, that, I assume. Probably mention football because we always do. I know Neil wants to talk about The Bachelors. So, lots of stuff coming up with uh, Jay here in a bit on the podcast. Brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Ribs, daiquiris, lunch specials. You know the drill by now. You also get great gas prices courtesy of the Speed Pass Plus app, the Mobile Rewards Program, and more. And again, competing from the Clark Ford Studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's that simple. Pardon me. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around, of course, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove that to you when you make the call, 662-257-1900. If you're out and about in Oxford tonight, uh, head over to Rafters Music and Food. Uh, You can check out the Ole Miss baseball game, then uh, Ole Miss basketball tonight at 6 at Auburn. And then uh, it's coming up on Sunday. Today, actually, it's uh, the Fat Tuesday party. I've completely lost track of what day is what. Celebrate New Orleans style today with DJ Drum, Hurricanes, and Daiquiris at Fat Tuesday Party, Rafters Music and Food tonight. And then Sunday brunch begins at 1045 featuring homemade biscuits and chicken, waffles, um, bluegrass music, $2 mimosas, and the famous Bloody Marys there at Rafters Music and Food. Jay Tate will join us in a little while on the Rafters Music and Food hotline. So, um, just it published again. Ole Miss, Southern Miss baseball today at four o'clock. Wes Burton on the mound for uh, for the Rebels. I think it's a critical day for him. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. I think that he could be the midweek guy the next few weeks. Think he can be a bullpen guy as well. Um, Ole Miss seems to be maybe an arm short right now um, because of Greer Holston struggles because of Tyler Myers injury. So big day for Wes Burton today, in my opinion. And he's facing a Southern Miss team that just trying to stay healthy. They've had the flu running through their team much of the last week. Uh, the starting pitcher today for Southern Miss, Drew Boyd, had the flu over the weekend. He threw some Sunday, I think. He is uh, he is back. The quote that uh, Scott Berry, the head coach of Southern Miss, gave Richard Cross yesterday was, we've got a bad problem with the flu. I don't know exactly where it's come from, but it started last week, and it's working the way through there. Hopefully we won't get any more bad news with something else with it. Biggest concern is we're all together on that bus headed to Oxford trying to stay as sanitized as you can. He's leaving anybody at home, obviously, that is currently sick. I don't know who is affected from a position player standpoint. He did say that it would affect who he would throw today because they have some pitcher issues with the flu. If you're Ole Miss, just don't shake their hands. Stay away from them as much as possible as you get through today and head to the weekend. I mean, in all seriousness, you can't have that going on. So No, I'm sure Scott probably would have appreciated a downpour. (laughs) today um, yesterday's rain would have been good today for scott he probably, have a he probably would love a three-day rain front to roll through 
in general, not because he's you know just play it later. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. He, he also probably, has, he probably if they would have let him, he probably would send an L in an envelope and go, <laughs> you got it, one nothing. Well, I mean, you just don't want you don't. I mean, I get what he's saying. You you don't want your kids on that bus for four hours up and four hours back, regardless of the of the outcome of the game. And yeah. then they're playing a game in in kind of cool, damp conditions, and then they got to hop back on a bus again, and guys are coughing and noses are running and all that stuff. I'm sure if you offered him the option of hey, you just take the L. Yeah, he'd said, "Cool, this isn't probably going to impact whether we do or do not make the tournament." No, not even a little bit. So. People get mad at me when I minimize a game. I'm, I'm, I've learned that week after week here. But if you're Southern Miss, this is not going to be the game that determines whether you make the tournament or not. No. So again, four o'clock. It's going to be yeah. It's probably going to be a little damp. Probably going to be a little whatever outside. No rain today though. I think I think it's pretty uh pretty nice for the most part. Um. Whatever. Uh, I think I said yesterday, Ole Miss up to 13 in one poll, 15 in another, 14 in another. I don't know. There's 14,000 polls. Um, I mentioned it yesterday. Doug Nikhazy, SEC Pitcher of the Week. Uh, not surprising. Whatever. Um, Anthony Servideo, National Player of the Week by somebody. I don't know. I've just hit a couple notes here off the top before we, uh, before we kind of move on with our uh, day. But, yeah, just last home game for uh, Ole Miss where they hit the road. They head to East Carolina this weekend. Again, High Point, uh, East Carolina, and Indiana. A lot of people asking yesterday if I thought Ole Miss would alter their rotation. This weekend, I do not. I think Nikhazy will take the ball against uh, against High Point on Friday for a couple different reasons. Um, you know what you have in Doug. That one game is not going to change your season either way, and I think that it's good to give Derek a neutral site game against Indiana on Sunday let him kind of experience something a little different. I think you make it tough on the newcomer as much as you can. Obviously, Gunner gets a big opportunity against East Carolina on the road on Saturday as well. So, yeah, I, I do not expect any type of rotation change. If Mike does that, it will uh, it will shock me a little bit, I'll be honest. Um, so, the Casey Hoagland Diamond would be my guess for, uh, for this weekend. Also, uh, Cliff Godwin on the podcast later in the week, and he told me yesterday that only the East Carolina games will be streamed this weekend. So, Ole Miss High Point, Ole Miss Indiana, there will be no television or uh, video for those games. Uh, it just is what it is, guys. Uh, not everybody's in the SEC, and that's not always going to be the case. So uh, a few times a year you're going to have to listen to the radio or watch the game tracker or do something else for uh, for for that action. So Ole Miss uh, East Carolina is at 3.30 on Saturday. I think that just bypasses the basketball game. I think it would allow people to do both. Yeah, basketball's at noon. Oh, it's noon. Yep. Okay, it's even earlier than I thought then. Yep, it's – the ideal time to play a college basketball game. You like a noon game? All right, 10 a.m. better, but noon is fine. You'll take noon and move on with your day, huh? Yep. <laughs> 8 o'clock is too late. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm kind of just I'm in a weird mood today. Game starts at noon. I'm done by 4. I've got a weird weekend because Laura's not going to be here. And, um, so you got stuff. And Carson's got potential for soccer this weekend in Tupelo, so I've got I've got the shuffle. Going to be interesting. Begging people for carpool help. I don't know what East Carolina is going to do. I'm reading from the stream. I don't know what East Carolina is going to do with their pitching. They they threw Tyler Smith in the middle game last week. I think they it's, it's the least known of their three starters. It's kind of like with Mike. I really don't think Cliff's going to move things around. I would assume he's going to stay with his normal uh, with, with rotation of um, blanking out. They're All-American on Friday, and then Tyler Smith on Saturday. Burleson on Friday. Tyler Smith on Saturday, and then Cooch Maynard on Sunday. 
who almost threw a, a no hitter against Ole Miss last year in a midweek. Um, that's my that's my guess. I just it's non con. You got league play starting in a couple weeks. Just leave it alone. Just don't worry about trying to get guys back on schedule and all that stuff. Just throw your dudes. You send really weird messages inside your team. When start you moving start people around, shuffling stuff around in February, early March. You send a message to your team that. Hey, this, you know, I tell you guys every day is one game at a time, and yet I'm sending a message to you that this game is more important than another game. Why would you do that? Your league play ultimately is going to be what, if you're even at East Carolina, yeah, games against Indiana and Ole Miss are are huge RPI opportunities, whatever. But you don't want to send that message inside your roster, inside your locker room where the guys go, what, what, what does this mean? I just want to get into a routine. Because if you're good enough to win your league, the rest of it will all take care of itself. Yeah, you're going to flip Gunner the ball on Saturday and go go get him. Be like if okay. if Mike suddenly said, you know what, we're going to hold Nikhazy for Saturday. People on inside the locker room would be like, well, what does that mean? Why are we doing that? Does that mean Saturday's more important? Gunner can't beat ECU. Yeah, you don't you don't trust you don't trust him. Especially what? Hoagland, who's got a lot of confidence right now, and frankly, last year kind of struggled with that a little bit. Yeah, why would you do that? You wouldn't. You just roll. It's an important weekend for Ole Miss, obviously, but it's it's not the end of the world. It's, it's not make or break. No, I mean I can play that out all the way. I mean Ole Miss goes three and zero this weekend. It goes eleven and nineteen in the league. This weekend will not matter. It's these trucks. What is that? Trucks go flying. Forgive me, I know people don't like this word. It's the only word I got. Rednecks go flying down this thing and jump over speed bumps. I cannot wait till one of them breaks the axle on the truck. I'm going to go out and take You've pictures. You've been really excited Google. about that for months, hoping axle. I would broke. stop the show, run out, and take pictures, film it, and laugh out loud. That was loud. It's, it's constant. I mean, that was like a rocket going off when it's, they came over that thing. They just go, the speed bump is designed for you to slow down, and some of these idiots speed up over the speed bump. It's like they want to take off. But anyway, what I was saying is, and if Ole Miss goes 0-3 this weekend, and they won't, but if they did and they went 19-11 and in the league, yeah, it wouldn't matter. So that's when people go, you, you keep saying games don't matter. I'm not saying they don't matter. I'm saying you would be making a mistake as a coach right now to put some massive emphasis on a game as opposed to, let's say, the last weekend of league play. You really need two out of three. Well, now you got to change things up because you got to go get the two. Let's match up a little. Let's, Let's do what we got to do. We got to move some people around. Then the feelings get hurt. Feelings get hurt. Life goes on. You, you'd be you'd be stupid right now if you're Cliff or Mike or anybody to to do anything that sent a message to your team that that you weren't confident in them. That you weren't just kind of hey, every day, you know, one pitch at a time, one 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 hitter, one all that stuff. You can't you can't oh, say all that stuff and then show them something different. You well, can't again, fool on, a, on a team right now that's young anyway, and B has a ton of confidence. You know what I mean? Just let it ride a little bit. It'd be different too if you, hey, they'd started one and six, and they got stuff going on, and hey, we got to we, we, we got to spark something here. You don't. You got you got to try to let this thing remain as is right now. That's the goal for this team with Ole Miss. Yeah, baseball's mean. a routine. Let me get into a routine. I kind of know what Friday feels Long like. Season. Long season. Long season. Long season. You. You just don't you don't do all that stuff. This isn't just it's not. I don't know, and I I can tell by the stream people disagree with me. But I you just I don't shake it up right now. Certainly not with pitching where it seems to be kind of working. Roll with it. I think you test. I, I look. Nikhazy's your given. 
you know probably what you're going to get from Doug most weeks. Gunner has looked great so far this season, but last year was up and down. You're not really sure. He was really good at the end of the year until Fayetteville was not very good in the Super Regional round. And with Derek Nyman, he's a true freshman. So to me, put those dudes in as much adversity as possible right now to figure this thing out. Um, I think that's important. I mean, I you know, if anything, I want Doug to have the easier game this week. I, I want him to, hey, go throw 85 pitches. Let's beat them 7-1. to sure. Let's move on with our day. But with with Gunner and, and, and Derek, I think it's I think it's a, not a critical week. I think it's an important week for them to to be in an unfamiliar environment and pitch well. I I, I do. I, I think sure. that's a big deal for them. So you know. surely Gunner in, in, internally knows that that performance in Fayetteville in June was one that most people would have thrown up as well. Oh yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's gotten in his head per se. I'm just saying he was very good the last four or five weeks prior to right. that, and then he had a pretty tough game three that day. Um, and a lot of people have tough game threes in Fayetteville. I mean, Ole, yeah, you know, Ole Miss is still the only team to win a series in Fayetteville the last like three years or something. Well, They've their starter, I can't even remember the game. But I don't remember their starter having a great outing right out of no. Or, right you know, Gray game. hit a home run in the first inning, and Ole Miss yeah. got up, and then I think it was the first inning, and then. Yeah, I don't even remember who their game three was starter was either because they threw Isaiah Campbell in game one and then Connor Nolan in game two. Yeah, I don't know. Campbell was great. Um, and then Nikhazy beat Nolan. But um, Nolan's the for- former quarterback. He is the former quarterback, yes. Yeah. He is now their uh, their their top arm. That is correct. Um, they're good. They, they reloaded pretty well. I wasn't sure, but yeah. They kind of have a – They haven't played anybody yet really, but they're they're good. Kind of have a built-in reloading advantage. Are we talking about Albert Almora raking in spring training? I'm not. I know. I'm just reading the thread. Yeah, they are. I'm not. I'm, I'm not paying a lot of attention to spring other than people just getting healthy, being healthy. Not setting predictions off off spring training? No. Felt good watching Tyler Chatwood's one inning of work so far. Liked that. We'll I, I do like the – well, I mean, he's got great stuff. It's just a matter of him putting it together. If he ever could do it, it would be a, a tremendous benefit to the Cubs. I think the Central is going to be an interesting race. How many wins are it going to take? That's a good question. 87, I think, will win it. Okay. Let me think about it. Cincinnati's got a good team. That's what I'm saying. They're going to beat up on each other a little bit. Cincinnati's got a good team. St. Louis has a good team. Milwaukee's got a good team, but I don't think they'll be as good as they were a year ago. Pittsburgh will be bad. Cubs have a good team. But none of those four teams, Cincinnati, Chicago, St. Louis, uh, Milwaukee, I don't think anybody, even the most diehard Cub Cub fan or Cardinal fan or Brewer fan would say, oh, we we have a great team. I don't think so. Only any of those teams are great. And I mean, the Cardinals already have Nicholas out for a little while and all of those teams probably look at it and think, you know, 87, 88 wins. Probably would get it done. Probably. I love the Reds lineup. You kind of wonder about, and they they have good pitching, but you kind of wonder, can they replicate that with, you know, Sonny Gray have another big season? What's Castillo look like in year two? St. Louis has the best pitcher in the division with Flaherty. He's fantastic. But do they have the depth of pitching? They've got some bullpen issues. It'll be interesting. They'll beat each other up. It'll be – I wouldn't be surprised if in September the four teams are separated by three or four games total. 
you would assume at least one wild card, but when you start beating yourself up a little bit, you're running into some issues with somebody else kind of, you know what I mean? Like the other well, division sort of getting a little carried away. Yeah, I mean, you look at the East. I mean, the 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 Nationals are not going to be as good, I wouldn't think, without Anthony Rendon. The Braves, to me, are a really good team, but there's some question marks there. Philly's a good team, but I don't think they're a playoff team. The Mets are better, but I don't think they're a playoff team. The Marlins will be better, but they're not a playoff team. The thing about the National League is there's just no outside of – trying to think. I mean, nobody sucks. The only team in the whole league that might suck is Pittsburgh, and I guess San Francisco could. Everybody else – the Dodgers are going to be really good. The Padres are good. The Rockies are going to be okay. Nobody's just terrible. So I don't know who's – to me, there's no team in the National League that's going to go win 100 games. It's not like in the American League where half the league's tanking. Um, just kind of reading a couple. I had a couple other uh, notes here. I'm, I'm, I guess this is an, this is indicative of Ole Miss and just playing well. They're young kids. They uh, fit more home runs through like six or seven games in like any time in, in modern whatever. I think they lead the nation in home runs right now. Balls flying out of Swayze more than typical for this time of year, and the weather is pretty normal for this time of year. It's not like we got some crazy humidity change or something like that. But, I mean, I saw three or four balls go out of dead center, and you just don't see that much out there the way it's down in the hole and the ball flies. So, I mean, this is not even really a statement or a, a prediction, but it is something that I have noticed over the first couple weeks of the year. Is it different swings because different people are trying to take advantage of launch I mean, Baseball angle. is different with launch Because there's a lot of strikeouts days. on that team too. Oh, they're striking out too much potentially. If you're not hitting the ball out of the ballpark, I mean, duh. But, yeah, no, the strikeouts are up for this team. I mean, I was – I was actually thinking about writing that this morning, and I was going to save it for Friday just because it made more sense later in the week. Um, they are. They're, the strikeout numbers are higher than people are giving them credit for. It sort of correlates with major leagues. That's what pe- people are doing. Guys are t- fewer – you see fewer guys taking a different hack with the two-strike count. You know, like you see a handful of major leaguers with the two-strike count, like Anthony Rizzo comes to mind, Joey Votto comes to mind. Um when they get two strikes, they shorten their swing, take the ball the other way. But you see more and more guys that are like, hey, I got two strikes. A strikeout's a strikeout. I'm, a, I'm launching yeah, yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And so it stands to reason that that is, is getting into the college game because these guys are playing travel ball and they're trying to impress. And they're taking a different – I think they have a different bat path. I haven't watched Ole Miss play, but you look at the numbers and the numbers sort of support my theory, which is more home runs, more strikeouts. Yeah. And they have started to be more focused on some some analytics and sabermetrics and launch angles and some of that stuff sure. the last few years. And like you said, it just blends into how the kids play anyway. You're not having to teach it when they get there. They're already doing some of it to some extent in, in, in well, summer ball. It's getting taught in all their – Circuit ball stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They all have hitting coaches. The hitting coaches are looking analytically and trying to create launch angle and stuff like that. And when you do that, you – Maybe that's something. Swing. Maybe that's something with Servideo. We keep going. Hey, why is he hitting more home runs? Maybe that's all it is. I mean, I frankly, it's a story. I need to write. I need to ask him about it. But um, because he hit like one home run his freshman year, he hit three last year, and he's already hitting four this year in seven or eight games. Has he changed his stance? Not significantly. He's also hitting left-handers, which is just maturity and yeah, and, sure. and, and getting older. Um, because he was frankly, he's been bad against left-handers throughout his career, and he's really good against left-handers right now. I mean, you saw that. It was one of the main things I wrote about opening night when he handled Detmers pretty well with some some breaking balls and stuff that he wouldn't have in years past. So, but he's yeah, he's already at four home runs on the year um, through how many ever games. 
couple of them dead straight center. I mean, bombs. Are his strikeouts up? Not right now because he's hot as a damn firecracker. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see as the, the, the year goes on. I mean, he's hitting like 550 or something. I just think that's just the, where the game's changing. My, my guess, and this is strictly a guess, and it's even if I were paying a lot of attention, the sample size would be too small to make anything of. My my guess is if you at the end of the season, if you look around the country, you'll see a lot of programs that hit more home runs and strike out more. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to uh, Jay in a couple minutes. Before we do that, I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look on underwriting and understand your market, a leader in condo financing, and the float down option. Also, with rates really good right now. Nice time to talk to Jason. That's 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. Cell phone 662-567-2573. Her office number 662-842-3844. We're brought to you by Oxford University Bank. OUB locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home, all the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with a personal touch. They also have a commercial checking account now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. It comes with fully interactive online banking. They can set you up any local business to deposit checks from their office and not have to worry about coming to the bank daily to deposit those checks. To learn more about that program, to learn more about everything at OUB, check out LiveOxford, BankOxford.com, or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Go in. Test drive one today. Tell Gene and Sandy and the people there at Grenada Nissan that you heard about Grenada Nissan on the podcast. You'll get Rebel Savings on top of the already great deals at Grenada Nissan. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about a summer trip, starting to uh, plan ahead for that. Maybe you're going to a resort in Florida. You're going to the Caribbean. Uh, whatever the case may be, you're going to Europe. Napa, whatever, get in touch with John. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values and unique benefits simply not available to other travelers. All you do is you give him a call, give him an email, and give him some parameters, which basically means, hey, here's where we want to go. Here's kind of what we're thinking about. This is how many days. Here's my budget. And then just stop, sit back. He'll come up with a a list of options for you that you're not going to find on your own. And you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Podcast is brought to you by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs on the square. G&M on South Lamar in Oxford, 662-236-2222. Flu season's approaching quickly, and they have flu vaccines available with Zero Copay. Actually, it's not approaching quickly. It's absolutely here, but still time to get it, so there miss uh, evidence of that. Zero Copay on most insurance plans. You don't have to wait in line or anything for an overworked pharmacist. They get you out as quickly and painlessly as 
possible. They also deliver locally in the Oxford area to your home or workplace, the Upper Med Sink, Rightway Meds, and more. So again, that's 662-236-2222 is the phone number. We're going to go to Jay Tate in a uh, in a couple minutes. We'll uh, start trying to get him on the line in a second. But uh, anyway, so we'll uh, we'll do that now. If you're in a live stream, just uh, just hang tight. I'll be back with Jay Tate in a in, in a minute. And if you're on the podcast, obviously, go to him right now. I didn't because I don't like that show. But my daughter got me up to speed on what's going on, and I want you to know I've got Madison's back. I do too. I do too. I have Madison's back on this. Uh, her father tweeted last night um, his support for his daughter, and there's this raging internet debate about about uh, and by, by internet we just mean Twitter. It's is that what we're talking about. Yeah, right. yeah, Twitter. Yeah, but it's Twitter is on the internet. The bastion of. Um, of, of, of intelligent conversation, but sure, go ahead. So I guess here's my public service warning. If, if there are children in your car, this is probably a section that you need to skip forward or stop, go listen to the radio for a minute, come back when the kids aren't in the car. So I, I don't, don't give me the email that, Hey, my kids were in the car when you guys talked about this, because here's the warning. I'm, I'm completely with her here. She, she said, this is Madison Pruitt, whose father, Chad, is the assistant basketball coach at Auburn. Auburn plays Ole Miss tonight. We'll talk about basketball in a minute. She said at the beginning of the show that her faith was a big part of this. She did wait until way late in the show to inform this guy that, hey, I'm saving myself for marriage. That is my only criticism. Could have done it earlier. Here's here's where I'm from on this, Jay, and I, want, I I I do I'm fascinated. I'm really truly I've looked forward to hearing your take on this because you you kind of you kind of talk like back in the day you you, you were a player a player. Um, uh-huh. so he he goes on this fantasy suite thing, but not before she does tell him before they fly to Australia. Hey, look here's the, here's the score. If you're gonna sleep with these other women. I don't know that I can hang around. I can't tell you what to do, but I don't know that I can keep doing this. He takes that. He flies to Australia, and he proceeds to sleep with both of the other women before he goes on the date with her. And it appears that she's going to say, to hell with it, I'm heading home. I'm completely with her. The people that are like, oh, well, she should have told him earlier, or she's got to know this is how the game is played. Here's where I'm coming from on this. If, If you're him... It's not like sex is some new adventure for him. He, he's done it before. He, If she's his top choice, and I actually kind of think she is, mm-hmm. if she's his top choice, don't you have to say, hey, strategically here, if I want to end up with her, I probably don't need to go um, take these fantasy other fantasy sweet dates to their completion. Yeah, absolutely. He should have cut it off if he thought Madison was a you know franchise player, so to speak. And I also don't think that she owed him any explanation on her virginity until it became something he wanted to know about. Like, I don't know why. I don't know. She doesn't have to tell him up front, hey, by the way, I'm a virgin. Like, you don't have to say that. It's not like she's a felon or something and you need to know that right up. Right. I mean, you don't need to know that right off the bat. I mean, unless you're just trying to plow, in which case, it's probably not a good match for you anyway. Uh, So I have no fault for anything Maddie's done to this point. And uh, if he's dumb enough to let her roll, 
particularly with his other choices in tow, uh, that's just on him. Absolutely. He's the worst bachelor in the history of bachelors, and that's saying something, and it's not even close anymore. We were talking about the NL Central a little while ago. We were talking about the NL Central a little while ago. He is Pittsburgh. He is the Pirates. He has, he's, he's fifth. He's, he's the worst. Here's... He he's so. I mean, here's the deal. People say, "What like what's his deal?" I don't know what. The, there's the Hannah Ann girl who's the one from Knoxville. She's kind of a third place team. She's fine. He has he by God decided weeks ago that he was going to keep Victoria F long enough to sleep with long her. enough to get her to the fantasy suite. And by God, that was his strategy. <laughs> and so when he ends up walking out of this with nobody and all the tears and stuff. I don't feel remotely sorry for him. Yeah, whose tears are they going to be? His? Oh, that, that's the teasing thing is that he gets all upset, and there's this there's this tease thing where his mother says his mother says go get her. They're trying to imply it's Madison, I'm assuming, and I don't think it is. I don't I don't think it. I think they've. I will give them this. They've done a really good job this year of protecting the storyline. Like the reality, Steve kind of hints at it, but I don't think he knows it. So, I don't know. Just yesterday was like one of those times when you watch the show and you know, hey, this is how the show is or whatnot. But I was kind of proud of her. Yeah, I I don't understand how you can spend time with Maddie Pruitt and not feel like she's a franchise player. I mean, I understand everybody's got their own things. You know, some girls are into heavy guys. Some guys are into girls who color their guys who color their hair. Whatever, I mean, it's a different thing. Sometimes being cross-eyed helps too. But I mean, Madison is gorgeous. She's she's quick-witted. She's funny. Uh, I don't really understand what the negative here is, except that he wants to go plow, and uh, he's done plenty of that already, as I understand it. I mean, even prior to this show. So, dude, like, yeah, I. I, I I, I can't really tell the guys what to do. I can just look at it through my eyes and say the guy's an absolute idiot and he's a total beta, so he's in trouble. And I hope he cries his freaking heart out because he's walking away from from a franchise player. I mean, what, I mean that's verifiable. It's objective. We know this. When you, when you talk to Chad Pruitt, I know that he can't. He's got. He's probably signed some sort of an NDA and all that stuff. Do you ever get a yeah. clue from him as to? Uh, how traumatic this was for he and his family? No. I mean, I talked to him about it. and I mean, not like – because I just don't watch the show, and I've tried to stay out of it for that purpose because Chad's a friend of mine, and I talk to Chad a lot about basketball. Right. And I don't want to get into it with him, really. I mean, I, I had a, I met with him a few days ago, and we talked about basketball, and I was just like, how are things going? And, you know, he obviously had a big stand. I did watch the show before this one where he kind of – they had a family visit, yeah. And dude was kind of he got the uh, the side eye from Chad, and uh, Chad was like, "How do you think I did?" I'm like, "Not <laughs> great, man." I mean, that's the kind of dad we all want to be, right? Like, you want to back up your daughter, yeah. And if you got some guy who you thinks being exploitative, you want to be like, "Bro, get out!" Like, I don't know. Have you talked to Bruce Pearl about that episode at Auburn where he was so heavily involved in the basketball portion of it? No, not really. I mean, it was just BP being BP. He's not the guy I would talk to about this. It would definitely be Chad. And y'all would love Chad. Like, Chad's a real dude. Like, cool guy. Like, yeah. just a good dude. Loves his wife. They've been married this whole time. Like, raises three three daughters, and they're all really nice. And he's just, like, uh, living the American dream, man. Like, he's just a guy everybody would like. Have you asked him how the hell he stays so young looking? 
Like he looks like he's I in know, his late twenties. I've joked with him about that before. His wife looks really young too. She's one of the most gorgeous fifty-year-old women you'll ever see. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe they just went those little cryotherapy things. I don't know. Maybe they never told me that though. You need to ask that. They that that might be where their their path to fortunes and, and fame is, like skincare. Through it, youth looking culture. We'll show you how to do it for only forty nine ninety nine. Exactly. Yeah, I saw him. I've told the story. I saw him after the Ole Miss Auburn game in Oxford. I guess about a month ago or so, and uh, he was getting some soda out of the soda machine. I assume for for he and BP on their way out and. Um, I wanted to go talk to him because I was it was it was as starstruck as I've ever been. Oh Jesus. <laughs> which is which is That's funny, crazy, you know, because man. of what we do. I mean, you see people who are quote stars all the time and you're like, ah, whatever, he's just a coach. But with him, it was like, oh, that's that's Madison Pruitt's father. And I told the girls, Campbell and Carolina, they're like, you didn't talk to him? And I'm like, no, I just said something about Jay Tate. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, take care. All right. I was like, I was like, uh, watch out for Jay Tate. And he goes, oh, it's too late. I said, take care of Jay Tate. He goes, it's too late for that. That's that ship has sailed or something like that. Yeah, he knows me. <laughs> he knows me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's weird to think that he's a celebrity though. Like he's the most unassuming dude. Like it's just weird to think he'd be a celebrity, but it's cool. And I'm glad that Madison's getting this run because she's this girl. Like she really is this girl, and and it's a great family, and they've been this way so. It's not a fake put on at all. Someone went and found uh, her basketball highlights from what I guess was high school or whatever. I mean, she had game. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chad was – I mean, wins and losses, he's one of the greatest all-time coaches in this state. He coached at Lee Scott Academy over in Auburn. And, I mean, those girls, they're still really good and based on the culture that he set up there at LSA. So, I mean, Chad was an awesome high school coach. How did he end up on Pearl staff? Uh, he was just an awesome high school coach in the area, and they needed someone with local ties to kind of get things going. Because when when BP came in, he really had nobody local on there. You know, he was bringing his guys from before, and uh, guys he had met along the way from other places, and he needed someone local. And Chad was kind of like his right hand man at that point. Chad wasn't a coach; he was just kind of like a, a liaison to the head coach. And he worked his way up because he's good. I mean, he's a good coach. You know what I mean? Is there any scuttlebutt over there? And you might be you wouldn't even know anyway. The Madison being the Bachelorette, or is that not? something she's headed toward do we know any idea there uh you mean is it a big deal in auburn or? no like is she does she have a chance to be the next contestant on the show have you heard anything about that oh yeah i was thinking about that just putting two and two together so could she be the bachelorette sure she could, yeah because yeah. usually usually they'll take one of the people who was like a finalist if you will like one of the final four five three and that person you know, because America got to know them a little bit on the show previously, that person will become the next bachelor or bachelorette and get their chance. Well, at, at We know she's not willing. She's not willing to hook up on a whim. So is that a minus? Because that's kind of what the it would depend about, on how much they wanted that to be the storyline of the show. Yeah, well, it might be a good change of pace. She's certainly worth it. She's very marketable. She's that. But yeah. If you want a dummy. If you want a dummy who's going to hook up with, you know, whatever, 25 guys, I yeah, definitely wouldn't want to go that direction. It would be fascinating to see, like, it would really be interesting to be, like, a fly on the wall at ABC when they're having conversations about the pros and cons of her as the Bachelorette. Because if it's not her, who could it be on this? I mean, I guess there's two or three other candidates from it, but this has been, this has been a, a bad crop, frankly, and 
this guy did such a bad job early with the way that he pared it down that maybe some of the good ones got processed quickly because he he this guy's such a total loser. Also, also real quick, I was watching the the, the Madison version of the portion of the show last night because I knew we'd probably talk about it with Jay. They advertised for casting for an old person bachelor. Did you miss this saw, last no, night? No, I saw that. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are we doing? It, it, In that, your that, golden that, years. That's got to be like a VH1 show or something, right? We're putting that on ABC? What's golden years? What does that count as? Like 60 or well, Older than they are now. Yeah, I would think I would think like mid to upper 50s and up. So like divorcees and widowers and stuff. You would watch that? Well, yeah, that I, that interests me a lot more than the current version. Now, the kids are too young and they're too hooky uppy, you know. Yeah, like I didn't live that life, yo. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I can't even imagine like when I'm trying to woo uh, Courtney, my wife slash administrative assistant, like being like, "Well, I'm dating three other girls, by the way, so I'll get to you when I can." Like, I mean, she would have kicked me in the nuts, and that would have been the end of it. <laughs> these kids get away with so much these days, you know. You don't yeah, think Courtney been so like? Polygamy wouldn't be Courtney's jam? Nah, I don't think that would be her jam at all. And I think she would have punched me in the face and that would have been it. And I would have been worse off because she's awesome and she's a great uh, wifey and friend and chick, too. You she know, would have hit three. you with the wrong the wrong end of a lacrosse stick. Uh, field hockey. Field hockey. And, yeah, field hockey. the knob end, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, but I had great memories, you know, doing the one-on-one thing. She was my... I was so into her, dude. She was a field hockey player at my college. I was so into her that I went on the practice team uh, to be a practice goalie because they only had one real goalie for the girls, and uh, they needed another one to scrimmage, and so I said I would be the goalie, and I did. And she was the center defensive mid, so she always had her butt up in my face. It was pretty cool. Hey, uh, our, switching gears a little bit, our buddy Pat Forty was had a story at at Auburn yesterday. Oh, yeah. Did you see this about the? I'm sure uh-huh. he, I'm sure it's been a topic of conversation on your board about Auburn, sure. whether or not Auburn has received a basketball NOA. Um, what, what, I guess what were your yeah. thoughts on the story, and do you think they've received a basketball NOA? Well, yes, I think they have. Um, Years ago, I collaborated with Forty and Eric Crawford on the big Jetgate story, and so people here still think that I'm like BFF with Pat. I was never BFF with Pat. I barely knew the guy. Uh, he was the ace columnist at the at the uh, Louisville paper when I was a student at UK. So I mean, it's not like he's my homie. And I end up keep telling these people I'm not really tied with that guy, and they always want to say Forty's, Forty's your friend, and you're doing all this to orchestrate <laughs> behind the scenes. Anyway, Forty couldn't get any good answers on the NOA. So he actually brought himself to Auburn to try to get more information about the NOA, and they basically told him to kick rocks, which I, I we're learning what ha, what's going on here. This is the way things are going to go now. Because of the way Missouri was so nice and accommodating the NCA and still got hit in the face. Uh, yeah, we're aware of one of those, Jay. Tell everybody to, what now? We're aware of one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit yeah. familiar with that. We could write I think books. Auburn's, you know, Auburn's following along and saying, everybody can go kick rocks. We'll deal with this whenever we feel like it. Or if we don't feel like it, then we won't. Took a break in our podcast with Jay to tell you about in-house interior and design. They are located inside Sugar Magnolia in Oxford. That's booth 34 to see the different dorm room options that they have. Or in Tupelo on Main Street, 662-681-6241 is the number. They handle every aspect of designing the home from windows, doors, paint, wallpaper, lights, fixtures, lamps, flooring, rugs, furniture, 
and more. They travel in anywhere in state or out of state, and they have 30 years combined experience with Nikki and Ashley. And right now, they're offering 20% off dorm room design appointments. So that or uh, anything in your house, they uh, they do client gifts for new uh, for new ventures, new clients, as well as uh, making sure that they uh, take care of whatever you need to add some equity to your home. 662-681-6241. We're also brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. Our friends at Blue Delta are excited to announce that uh, they have started taking pre-orders for the return of Duck Canvas. Longtime Blue Delta Jeans clients will remember this durable, long-lasting fabric. It's back in stock by popular demand very soon in canyon brown, green, gray, and navy. At 10.5 ounces, this Georgia milled fabric will provide you with the ultimate American-made pant that is nearly unbreakable. For more information or to place your order today, go to BlueDeltaJeans.com or reach out to Blue Delta on social media at Blue Delta Jeans. Which is frankly the way to do it. I mean, I think if you're Auburn, that's the way to do it. I mean, it's... I agree. I mean, I think you just put middle fingers in the air and you say, we're not going to cooperate. We're not going to do anything. You're going to have to do it. We're going to make you be the bad guy. We're not going to cooperate with you. Isn't Matt Ball over there, though? Matt Ball is the the compliance guy to Bruce Pearl. See, Matt Ball was over here, and Matt Ball, fairly or not, I don't know, took a ton of heat for being – Ole Miss's response to the NCAA with football was basically – uh, yes, thank you, can I have another? Uh, just, just. yes, I will drop to my knees. Yes, I will bend over. Yes, yes, yes. And and, and it clearly didn't work. I mean, Ole Miss tried to, to cooperate, and the more they cooperated, the more the NCAA just kept going. And Ball was at Ole Miss at the time, so now he's at Auburn. My guess is he is uh, – He's not the guy making the call there, though. That there are people no, above him that are no, that are saying, "Here's how, here's how this is going to be done. If you want to do it, uh, if you don't want to do it our way, you can turn in a notice." Yeah, so Auburn's got a dude who's been here since before Cam Newton, the guy who orchestrated the Cam Newton uh, extrication. Uh, his name's Rich, and he worked in the NCA for a while before he came here. So the guy's an expert on this kind of stuff. So anybody that's like Pearl's personal guys working for Rich, and Rich calls the shots. Now, listen, when this whole thing went down and Chuck Person got arrested and that whole thing was going on, Auburn was very uh, forward-thinking on that. Now, they suspended two kids, two of their better players, for an entire season. One of them had actually leaked into another part of another season for him. And they also did a bunch of stuff that hasn't been reported about, off-campus recruiting, number of recruiting visits. They took a bunch of hits there, too. So, They've already penalized themselves a ton. Yeah. I mean, they sat Austin Wiley for an entire season. Like, yeah. he's their best player right now, and he's been their best player. So, yeah, they've done a lot, and I think at this point they're like, hey, man, if you want to charge us with this, that, or the other thing, that's fine, but we've already paid restitution, so word. I mean, I think that's how they're going to handle it from now on, yeah. This team, uh, Auburn, a couple of weeks ago was well, three or four weeks ago. They they looked like they were on a roll, and they're still winning games. They've lost a few. They're, things have gotten a little dicier. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Is it just yeah. kind of some injuries, or? Well, yeah. First of all, their best defenders out. Isaac Okoro is probably going to be a first rounder in the next NBA draft. He's really good. He suffered a, a weird kind of a hamstring pull in the Alabama game. That's probably been three games ago. And um, so I don't think he's going to play against Ole Miss, but he could. And if he does, I don't think it would be very long. But 
So they've lost their best on-ball defender, and they don't really have a, a second best. It's just kind of some dudes. And so the defense is taking a big hit, and they have another problem in that they can't shoot the three. Last year, that team had so many dudes that were above average three guys, and now they don't have one guy who's an even average three guy. It's just a bunch of dudes that can't shoot. And they're actually good going to the hole and mid-ranging it, but it's just like they're, it's not their DNA, so they can't really do that a whole lot. And so they end up just shooting poorly from three-point range. And I mean, when I say poorly, I mean bad. Like, they started games, they started multiple games, like one of 10, one of 15. They do that consistently. They'll have these stretches where they miss 10 in a row. And it's just, you know, BP has set this team up to be shooting threes all the time at all five positions. Well, four anyway. And that's just kind of what they're going to do, even though they're not very good at it. So you look at their stats, Neil, and they're not a good team. But they still win games. I mean, that game against Tennessee the other day was insane, dude. They're down like 17 with 14 minutes to go at home. And then they win by like seven. Yeah, I wasn't watching it. And I, I just saw a score. And they were down, like you said, double digits. And it was second half. And I thought, man, they, they've just kind of they've run out of – not luck. I hate that word. You and I have had this conversation before, but they've kind of run out of good fortune. I thought they're they're done. Tennessee's going to get them, and it was a game Tennessee really needed for a net and all that stuff. And and then I looked up at the end, and and someone said Auburn had won. I was like, whoa! But that's what they do. And it, at some point, it's not it's not about luck or fortune. It's just kind of a like you said, it's kind of a DNA of a team. I've made no secret about it. I'm a big Bruce Pearl guy. I like I like the way his teams just kind of compete they 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 never seem to pay attention to the scoreboard especially at home no they they do they compete like mad dude uh and i mean you think about on the road i mean they were down 19 i think to Ole miss and one which yeah. they never win in oxford either so uh they've come, i know Ole miss that's nothing new but and i'm the dummy that was saying i thought Ole miss was going to get going well, they and almost they really did. It's, it's amazing. We talked about this yesterday. It's amazing how much Ole Miss in a seven-and-a-half-day period lost momentum. I mean, they, they, had, they had blown out – let's see if I can get it right. They had blown out uh, South Carolina, Florida, and Mississippi State back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. They go to Kentucky, and they have a lead late. Ball have, to win. Have the ball in their hands with 12 seconds to go down one and, uh, and lose – then they go lose by three at Missouri, and then they just get absolutely shellacked by Alabama, and boom, it's over. And they're they're kind of the opposite. They're they are uh, they're kind of the opposite of Auburn, really. And that Auburn finds these just different ways to win games late. Ole Miss has found way, all sorts of different ways to lose games late. They're one and six in games decided by five or less. Uh. Yeah, and Auburn's the exact opposite of that, like you said. So, I mean, Auburn does some things well. Auburn rebounds well pretty much every game. Auburn keeps turnovers low. Auburn creates turnovers. So, all those things are good. And like you mentioned earlier, they compete. And that's good enough a lot of times. Um, they have a huge center, Austin Wiley, who just gets a lot of stickbacks because other guys just can't get up as high as he can. Um, but their free throw shooting is pretty bad. Their three-point shooting is atrocious and – yeah, they, they just like, transition defense has gotten poor, even though it was good before. And I, I don't know, man. They're just like walking that line where statistically they look like they should be an eighth place team, and yet here they are. They're like tied for second. Yeah, tonight's. I don't, for, I don't even know what to expect tonight. Tonight for Ole Miss, it's kind of somewhat meaningless. Yet I'm, I'm a little interested because they have played Auburn so well over the last. 
couple of years. They swept them a year ago when Auburn was a Final Four team, and they took them to double overtime in Oxford last month. And Kermit's teams always play well against Bruce Pearl's teams. So yet this this Ole Miss team feels like it. They they looked they looked dead in the water on Saturday night. I mean, I I think. I think that's fair to say. I don't even think the most diehard Ole Miss fan would fight back on that. And if they if they play that way at Auburn, they'll get shelled. But who knows? They they kids are resilient, so maybe they maybe they play well. They obviously match up well with Auburn because basketball goes. Yeah, so, Alabama yeah, go played. A, go ahead, Jay. Finish that. Alabama played a great game too. I mean, yeah. we can talk about Ole Miss and their mistakes in that game, but Ole Miss, uh, Alabama played great too. They did. They played extremely well on the offensive end from the opening tip to the final buzzer they 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 shot it well they they drove it they're a good team i like their team they're kind of to me they're the they're the weird team you're right you you watch auburn if you if there's no scoreboard you think that's kind of a middle of the pack team in the league and you look up and they're they're in second place if you watch alabama a handful of times without a scoreboard or something you would think that's a top four team in the league. They're they're so athletic and they shoot it well and they play with a lot of intensity on the defensive end and all that stuff. And you look up and they're kind of middle of the pack. Yeah, it happens sometimes, man. But uh, boy, Auburn took a bad one at Alabama like a month ago. So I mean, Ole Miss shouldn't feel bad about that. Hey, hey, hey. Because basketball is so good and so kind of taking up everybody's energy. Did the sweep to UCF even register on your board over the weekend? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I was really, really surprised by that. I mean, pound for pound, Auburn baseball, I feel like they're really good. They went to the World Series last year. And, I mean, they're behind Ole Miss, I think, in general, but still a very good program. And they crushed, uh, what, Illinois-Chicago and Oakland. Not the A's, but Oakland University. The and, I mean, my thought was they're so deep pitching, so deep hitting. And then Central Florida comes in. And I know UCF has been really good against Florida. Uh, they beat the Gators a bunch in the last couple of years, so I was like, yeah, if they take one, no big deal, and then they get swept, Auburn did, and they weren't even close. So, yeah, definitely concerning, but as you know, I mean, it's February, baseball, <laughs> got a long, long way to go. It's such a postseason sport, too. I mean, Butch in the regular season hadn't necessarily done a ton, but then he gets the World Series. I think he's making a little over a million dollars a year now. Um, pretty high society yeah. these days. Probably wouldn't be a terrible job, yeah. UCF, right? UCF baseball, I mean, you can recruit. There's probably a lot of baseball players around Orlando. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You got in tight yeah. with the Scorpions yeah, when they were good, and the different things. Yeah, it's been a. I mean, it, it wasn't the head coach, but um, Cliff Godwin was the assistant there at one point before he came to Ole Miss. I mean, it's you. You can definitely spring the board out of UCF. Yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's Auburn's baseball is a pretty big deal over here. It's not quite Ole Miss, but I mean, they're they're good. They're going to be a good team. They're going to win a lot of SEC games. It's not Auburn related, but it's it's in your state. I'm curious, what was your reaction to Scott Cochran leaving Alabama to go to Georgia? Yeah, I mean, I know he's a big deal over there, and he's very popular for obvious reasons. He's just uh, entertaining, I guess. But these people that are like, this is the most important assistant coach in the country. I'm like, come on, man. What about all the dudes that evaluated these high school kids, all the dudes who developed these high school kids? Like, no. I mean, let's not overstate it here. I think they're doing that because everybody loves Kirby so much. And I don't know why there's so much love for Kirby Smart. He's not endearing at the least. Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss kind of kicked the tires on adding Scott Cochran to his on-field staff. And I think he, I think he tried to. I'm, I'm fairly educated on this. And I was told at the time when it didn't happen that Cochran wants to be a, a a head coach, he knows to do it. He's got to get on the field. He's got to get away from this persona that they've that they've uh, 
put him in at Alabama. And then the other thing I was told was that Alabama's come up with the money a couple of times here in the last two or three years to keep him when other people have tried to take him away. And I was told that they probably wouldn't try again, that if Cochran came to them and said, I have an opportunity, they would probably say, peace. And sure enough, that's what happens. I'm, I'm interested to see now that he's not, you know, the guy yelling on the sideline and doing the region's commercials and stuff, now that he's just an assistant coach, I'm curious to see what kind of a recruiter he is and all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a big change for him, but I, I bet he's up to it. He's always been regarded as a really good coach. He's not just some meathead that just screams all the time. There's actually a lot of method to his madness. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm all for coaches moving up, but, man, I just – the most important assistant coach in college football? Are you kidding me? I like, know. There were so – not even the most important at there. So many hot takes yesterday from national people, normally reserved people about, oh, this is the biggest deal in the world for Georgia, and this marks the end of the road for Saban. This is the first big major sign that things are falling apart there. And I'm like, whoa, hold up. Uh, Chill out. Whoa. Yeah. Did y'all yeah we've G- heard this before. Did y'all and GPS discuss Wilder's excuse with his costume? No, we did not discuss the costumes because <laughs> no, neither, neither of us yet. saw the fight. So he's wearing this big thing. He says for Black History Month, like it was a mask. Well, he always wears a mask, but I mean, big weighted all over his body. Gave that as the uh, the re- one of the reasons why he lost the fight. Said that the forty pound costume took his legs away from him on the way to the ring, and that he did not have his legs because of the costume. He picked out. Will we not test this at some point? I mean, this is this is, but and, and, and I'm a Wilder guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big boxing guy, but I like Wilder. This is maybe one of the worst five excuses in in sports history. That's a bad one. I mean, he did look bad the whole way through. Well, he, he busted an eardrum. Why don't we use that as the excuse? Because I can't stand up because I have no equilibrium. Is that what the deal was? Because he looked totally out of it, like in the third round. I haven't seen an actual medical diagnosis, but yes, he was bleeding from inside his ear. So he ruptured his ear from getting punched. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not supposed to get punched in the ear, are you? Yeah, that's that's actually pretty close to. But but I think he kind of like turned his head into it. I don't know that it was Fury's fault per se. Oh, yeah. I mean the the heavy costume. That's a bad excuse. I mean that's almost as bad as Nintendo thumb. It might actually be worse. I don't know. Nintendo but thumb. He says uh, maybe yeah. he should just wear the shorts. Yeah, he said, I paid a severe price because my legs were how they were because of my uniform. My uniform was too heavy. It was 40-plus pounds. We had it on for 10 or 15 minutes before we even walked out and then put the helmet on. That was extra weight, then the ring walk, then going up the stairs. It was like a real workout for my legs. When I took it off, I knew immediately the game had changed. Oh. Mm. He's exercising the option in the contract to, to, to have the third fight. How much interest, assuming assuming that Fury beats the Joshua guy, how much interest is there in Wilder Fury three? I mean, less There's than this. Interest for me to watch it is or is not, Jay. I'm going to watch it. Oh, you will, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch the heck out of that. I'm coming to your house. I'm okay. Watch it. All you're right. Get the PPV, and I'm going to watch. It. I will. You're on. Yeah. There's interest because of that hammer for a right hand, but Fury. Unless there really were severe issues with Wilder from either the eardrum or whatever. Fury found ways to neutralize that to the point that, I mean, it was never even a threat. And I know it just takes one slip. I understand that. But it, it, it was never, there was never a moment in that fight where you thought Wilder could box enough to counter and get that right hand to Fury, given 
this fight versus fight one when he did he did pop fury basically got into a nine count in round 12 it's a damn shame yeah nine count it's a damn shame that apollo creed is dead because i think he, i know i think he could take deontay wilder out to los angeles out to the beaches and he could teach him footwork and athleticism and teach him how to fight with his other hand and make him a better boxer in time for the rematch. I mean, we know he we know he's done that before. He's so jump a little rope, do a man hug on the beach, gonna be all good. Because if you remember the first fight, Clubber Lang just manhandled Rocky Balboa. But in the second time that they fought, Balboa was a completely different fighter thanks to the training, and Lang was completely unprepared. And I, th- I think history could repeat itself, but unfortunately for all of us, Apollo is no longer with us. I know, and also a lesson we could learn from Apollo is that he's not going to wear a 40-pound costume. No. He's going to wear a an American hat. silk hat and a boa. Yeah. You know, a boa is not going to weigh you down. No, so. it's not. Absolutely. you got to be better, be more prepared. All right, Jay, thanks for the time, my man. Appreciate you. All right, uh, Neil, Chance, you guys are the best. Be good. <laughs> Later, Jay. JG Tate, ladies and gentlemen, on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. The podcast is also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page, see what's going on in town this week and uh, every week with athletics, but other things to do as well, including uh, places to uh, see where to stay, where to eat, what to do, and more. Again, there's still Ole Miss Theater and Film events going on. Meek Auditorium most days right now. you got South Talks lectures during the middle of the week, and then February 27th, third annual Oxford date night, 7 to 8.30 for uh for that powerhouse the main location uh as you can uh take your uh your 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 loved one significant other whoever you want to around town on that day again visit oxfordms.com slash events podcast also brought to you by the weston jackson home to soul spa the ultimate luxury spa experience in downtown jackson also home to estelle wine bar and bistro where you can sip on a creative craft cocktail enjoy their curated wine list all of that at the Weston Jackson, a Marriott property in downtown Jackson. We'll be taping a Mind on My Money podcast later this morning. It'll uh, be published at some point tomorrow. It is brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Pinnacle Trust is also home to the Pinnacle Trust 401k Advisory Services Team. If your 401k, your company 401k, is not performing at a manner with, with which you find um, acceptable, give them a call. Uh, They'll give you a complimentary, no obligation, benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Mention that you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the Oxford Exxon podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fees. It's pintrust.com, P-I-N-N trust.com. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with the Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. Every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, giving you comfort and support that will last. A lot of online brands sell an 8-inch or 10-inch mattress, but not Nest and Wild. No, sir. They sell a one-foot-thick mattress. It's American-made, and when you get the podcast discount, the, uh, the the price is absolutely fantastic. It's a great value for the customer. It's also a no-risk decision. Nest and Wild believes in their product so much 
that they're offering a 99-night trial on every mattress. So try it out. Sleep on it for 99 nights. And if you don't like it, you can return it. Go to nestandwild.com and order your mattress. Use the podcast code REBEL20. That's REBEL20. And get 20% off your purchase. The mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days. Podcast let's with you about MasterCut Salon and Landscape. You can get a basic lawn care um, of mowing, weeding, edging, that kind of thing. They also build whatever structure it is to get your dream backyard the way you want it, including custom playgrounds, retaining walls, pool decks, outdoor living spaces of all kinds, including pay for patios, forestry mulching, and more. Go MasterCuts.com for a free quote. You get that same free quote at 662-607-7773. Again, go MasterCuts.com. Uh, let's see here. Put any credence at all into hand size, or are we wasting our time with Joe Burrow yesterday? <sighs> Nine inch hands. More bachelor talk is that what we're doing? I'm kidding. Um, well, they said I saw a stat about this. Nope, no, nobody with a hand that small. Two thousand eight. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it makes you wonder a little bit about cold weather and some of that stuff, but. Pat Mahomes is a quarter inch larger hand. That's what she said. He does all right. It's not stopping me from taking him. You're not going to allow it to let you overthink. It might force me down the, hey, let me find out a little bit more about Tua's deal. I, mean, I think Tua's a superstar, but I got to know about oh. that. Hip. I got to know about that hip. If you skip Joe Burrow over a hand size and take Tua. I mean, it might work out. Look, I mean, who knows? I don't yeah. know which one's going to have the better NFL career. but And I'm in the vast minority oh. on this on this Justin Herbert thing. I think he's going to be a really good pro. But you can't dismiss what Burrow did at LSU. Well, and people are arguing both sides of it. Like one guy said he talked to somebody and was like, hey, yeah, it really is going to hurt you in humid weather. And it's like he was in Baton Rouge, for God's sake. No, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't get any more humid than there. Yeah, no. Now, cold weather, wind, I don't know. It beats me. He grew up in Ohio. He's played in cold weather before. I guess he threw it all right. He signed with Ohio State. Was going to be their quarterback before the injury. We've got to have something to overthink for the next month and a half. Well, that's so. exactly what happens. It's end of February. The draft's two months away, and you got to overanalyze the ever-living hell out of it, and some some organization will screw it up. Because they always do. He tweeted yesterday he was considering retirement now. He steered into the skid. PR class. Good job. His personality, he is so marketable. Auburn's a nine-point favorite, by the way. If anybody's curious, is that right? just stumbled across it. Yeah, whatever. Wouldn't touch that line. It could go, no, no, could go no, either no, way. No, 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 no. Could go absolutely either way. Yeah, you just... Not betting that line. You know, we mentioned leather jackets yesterday, and uh, I mean leather jackets. And Terrence Davis wearing one into the arena yesterday for uh, the. Oh, Raptors. did he? he? Had an Ole Miss Letterman's jacket on. Good for him. Yeah. Terrence has been. Uh, Those actually look pretty sharp. Yeah, the red and blue ones with yeah. the blue M actually look yeah. pretty sharp. Terrence has become quite a fan favorite there in Toronto, which is not surprising. Again, kind of like Burrow, and he has such remarkable charisma and personality that good story. Yeah. Underdog, playing well, plays hard. Yeah, very endearing to a fan base, especially a fan base like Toronto. 
Yeah. Who really gets behind their guys, and there is a certain – there's a little different environment in Toronto than you get in a lot of places. But, you know, back to Burrow for a minute. If you're the Bengals with that first pick and you don't take him – and you take somebody who just kind of okay, Dude. and then Joe Burrow goes to, I don't know, tell me who the next quarterback selection place is. Well, Miami. And lights it up. Yeah. You don't recover as a no, franchise. No, you're done. You're done. That's it. You might as well move to Birmingham because it's over. <laughs> Ohio kid won the you have Heisman. You take him. I mean, it, it, uh, you... he's the one guy, if, if, if he busts, no one's going to blame you for it. I mean, somebody will, but – most of the fans are like, I get it. I would have taken him too. I mean, this is not a perfect analogy by any stretch of the imagination. In some ways, it's kind of what Keith did with Lane. It's the one where everybody else wants you to do it. Oh, it's yeah. safe in a way for him. And again, he wasn't thinking that way. I'm just kind of thinking, though, as I'm talking. I mean, I don't know. By the, I think by yeah. Thursday or Friday of that week, he had no choice. Yeah. The ball was rolling down the hill. I mean, can you imagine if on that Friday? Because we we thought for a little while there it might happen. Mm-hmm. The revolt if on that Friday you go, no, no, we're not going to take him. Yeah, we can get him, but we're not going to take him. Arkansas grabs Kiffin, Ole Miss grabs Drinkwitz, and then we're down the the Because it would have been Drinkwitz. I think it would have been Drinkwitz. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Who's a good coach? He's done a good job at Missouri so far. Put a pretty good staff together. Done a good job. Gets yeah. media relations and public relations better than I thought he would. Drinkwitz. Especially really? the public relations part of it. Screw, really? the, screw the media part. No one cares. But he's good with people. Kind of last thing, I was going to look at the schedule for baseball, and there's not even a single game that's of interest tonight inside the SEC. Not one. Nothing. Ole Miss and Southern Miss is your best game tonight. That's here at four. It's here at four o'clock. Yes, that is uh that is correct. Probably should be able to tell you that because I have a uh, little part of my reader here. So I'll go ahead. Mentioning Ole Miss stuff, I'll go ahead and knock this out. Rebel fans, renew your football season tickets by March thirty first to secure your seats in the vault this season. Tickets start at just one ninety nine. Can be purchased by visiting Ole Miss football. Ole, visiting fb dot Ticks.com. That's not whatever. Fresh off a weekend sweep over Xavier, the Ole Miss baseball team back at Swayze hosting Southern Miss on Tuesday. It's today at 4 p.m. General admission tickets are available. Ole Miss Dollar hot dogs. Dollar hot dogs. You going to eat some hot dogs today? Absolutely not. No, okay. not even a little bit. The Ole Miss women's hoops team back in the pavilion on Sunday as they host Mississippi State at 1.30. Tickets can be purchased by visiting OleMissTicks.com. Join the uh, men's hoops team back in the pavilion on Saturday at noon as they host the Vanderbilt Commodores. The first 1,000 fans will receive a free replica hoops jersey. Tickets remain can be purchased by visiting OleMissTicks.com. The Ole Miss softball team kicks off a full week of games at the Ole Miss softball complex starting on Wednesday at 6. Then they host the Ole Miss Classic beginning on Friday at 3 with Jackson State. Admission is free. OleMissSports.com for more information. And the Ole Miss women's tennis team uh, home on Sunday as they host the Kentucky Wildcats in an SEC showdown at 1 p.m. Admission is free. For more information, you can visit OleMissSports.com. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, not a, not a, not a hot dog fan at the park. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not going to be a thing. Nope, not my thing. There are a couple things that are okay. That's not one of them typically for me. 
I mean, whatever. You still with the w- only one one order of barbecue nachos order, for the yeah. season? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of calories in those pups. Yeah, just I mean I, and I you know I have problems because you know they and I'm I'm pretty good about it. I've started I've I've got to kind of just munch on something because I'm sitting there so long. Yeah. So at least I've made it popcorn for the most part. Not the end of the world. It's fine. It's better than that tray of cookies back on the back counter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah, it's the the popcorn is. The, I, I probably should switch to peanuts, but probably. popcorn I can is kind of the middle ground for me a little bit. So it's probably it's, the it's, peanuts it's okay. in the press boxes. They get so messy. They get. You got to get several cardboard little trays. Yeah, they kind of get it all over on. everything. Gets on your computer. Yeah, it's a totally different deal when you're like in the stands. We're just yeah, just throw them on the ground. Somebody else's problem. Nobody's brought a beer up yet. We're, we're told I'm, we can. I am the only one that does it at basketball. And I get, you can tell people are uncomfortable, I think. Whatever, it's a beer. Yeah, we're told it was fine, but nobody's done it. Yeah, I, I've done it at basketball pretty much every game. Every game but one, I've gotten a beer. Well, I was curious because you don't have to actually take it into an area. Right. I mean, it's it's a little. Well, different. it's just right behind me. The that's kiosk, what I'm saying. I which mean, is, and sometimes I kind of hear it calling. I have my to name. enter a room with a guard, so that's what I was just curious uh, about. Is hey, we a guard? We, we, hey, hey. <laughs> the first weekend kind of got frisk headed in. Like it was a it was a deal the first weekend. Well, little, you don't want some of those old men to get uncomfortable. It's a little better now. Um, what's two years ago when that dude? I mean, I'm walking through the concourse just like minding my own business and got grabbed and spun around. And the guy was like, "You've got a backpack on." It's like, whoa, yeah, no backpacks. It's like easy Chill out. killer. Gonna be all right. Easy bro. killer. Easy killer. Um, I'm glad that happened to you and not me. That would have gotten ugly. I mean, grabbed me. Yeah, it would not have me around. That would not have like gone you turn well. around thinking, "What is going on?" And it's a security guard in no, a yellow coat. That would not have gone well. That would have <laughs> that would have ended badly. <laughs> Um, but now you kind of know the same ones, and it's fine. Everybody's kind of letting you move move about at your own at your own discretion. But yeah, it's it's a early in the year. It's always a little more of a deal. Ronnie Williams says, "How are the media seats now compared to the tad pad? Do y'all like being up higher?" And I, I prefer to be down on the floor. You can hear better um, up up top. You can't really feel the game as much, but uh, you can see things develop. I, I think I see the basketball better and. If I were down on the floor, I probably wouldn't get a beer where I am now. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get a beer. What difference does it make? Yeah, the, the court side is better, but it's fine. I like court side because I can hear. Yeah. I like to watch. I like to be able to hear the coach's coach. Mm-hmm. I get a little better idea of what they're upset about. I do miss that from Tad Smith. Yeah. Yeah, that is a, that, that, that's a positive. I mean, we're – the the worst seating change at a sporting event is baseball because we were behind home plate. I could actually see pitches versus now being down the yeah. line. You don't know. I have no idea where it crosses. I've got to have I've got to have ESPN three or whatever up on my computer to watch the pitch because I I don't I don't know. But there's about a one and a half pitch delay, so it actually say, works pretty well. Oh, you watch yeah. it and then watch it. Watch so you see it what and happened and then you can see what happened. Yeah. So you just keep it up on your screen and it's fine and it's it's a uh, it's whatever. Anyway. Yeah. yeah no. Up in the and a lot of this, it's become very commonplace now. They put the media up, and sometimes you can get so high up that you, you're sort of absent. Like the other night, that game was a blowout, and I had the Cubs spring training game on, and I looked up and was like, oh, I missed eight minutes. Mm-hmm. It'd be all right. Missed a lot of fouls. Missed about 
nine or ten every 49 yeah. seconds so all right we'll uh, be back tomorrow with another uh edition of the show we'll talk to some people and do some things and whatnot uh in the meantime baseball basketball coverage stuff for you here at rebelgrove.com i assume auburnsports.com will provide some video for us tonight so we'll uh we'll uh, have stuff i think that's for the you. plan i sent i sent video to them when okay. auburn came to town so right. i just need to people remind. helping people power the network all that stuff so we'll uh have that to you and we'll talk to you again tomorrow have a great day be safe